Pesachem Bachar Sayyamim. Yaakov Inu says, gather together and I'll reveal to you what's going to happen at the end of days. I was just going to sit here. It would have been better if I would have just sat here and didn't say anything. Because we learn from Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu says here, that when Jews just gather together and sit in the same room, even if we just sat here for 45 minutes, for an hour, and didn't say any words, didn't sing anything, we just sat here quietly in the room together. Gather together, come together, and I'll tell you what's going to happen. And even though Basof, Yaakov Avinu, didn't end up telling us anything. He gave us brachos, for sure. But of Acher Sayyamim, he didn't tell us. Nevertheless, the fact that the Jewish people at that time, 12 strong, 13 strong, if you count the Friar Menashe separately, got together, and that itself is Acher Sayyamim, that itself brings you at the end of the day. Balatanya said, Balatanya wrote one of his letters that when 10 Jews get together in a room, as long as they're not doing any Isurim, Kalachomer, if they're singing Shiros with the Shbachos Tashan and they're saying words of Torah, even if they're just sitting in the room together, eating, drinking, hanging out, as long as there's no Isurim, the presence of the Shechina, the presence of the Shechina, like the Arizal explained, how sweet it is when brothers sit together, you could have just said, how sweet and good it is when brothers sit together. I heard from my teachers in the name of that Rizal that Gam Yachad means that Gam Echad Yachad Miyuchad comes and joins us. Gam Yachad. That if we're sitting together, then Gam Yachad, then Hashem is also together. So the Baltani wrote that if ten Jews are sitting together in a room, even if there's no Torah and there's no music, just ten Yidin sitting in a room and Kavachom, if they love each other, if their hearts are open to each other and they believe in one another, if they're in the presence of of people who, be- who believe in each other and bringing out the best in each other just by being in each other's company. So the Balatanya said that the Malachim are so terrified to enter the room because the Shekhinah is present there. And if we have the luxury, we human beings have the luxury of being so far away from the Malachim live in the world of Bria. The Malachim are, are very high up. Kisya Kavod is up there by Bria. And they're running and returning from that place all the time. They're more aware of Hashem's presence. On some level, I, I don't claim to be uh, about Rocha Kodesh or have prophecy or anything like that, but on some level, sitting together, I do feel that there's something special about this, this gathering weekly. But who feel, we feel the presence of the Shekhinah here, the presence of the Shekhinah is here. The Shekhinah is here. And the Jewish people just sit together, Kavachomer, and just think about what, what this is. You have to... It's, it's like a... It's, a, it's, it's from, it's from the, the wild tales of, of the ancient days. As I told you, once upon a time, once upon a time, there were Jews who were sitting together after 2,000 years of exile, who people gathered in from... Especially this week, we have people who, who came in, who flew in on eagle's wings, to come sit around the table together, to learn Torah. Three-minute walk from Makom HaMikdash. It's like a fantasy. Go tell that to one of your great-grandparents. They'd say, okay, that's like a very sweet story. That's not, that's not a real thing. That's not happening. So you stop for a second, you realize, of course the Shekhin is here. This is like a historic event. Every week it is. You know, it's a historic event. We have Jewish people gathering together 
from different yeshivas, from different places, from different universities, from, you know, the past few weeks we've been zochah to have also parents here. They have a person who, you know, like the Rishimos Shirim or the Salvechik that sometimes like uh, your rebellion will teach you in the mornings? He's the one who wrote them. He's very humble, very quiet, very unassuming. A lot of the access that we have nowadays, and I can speak to this from a, a certain perspective, a lot of the access that we have nowadays to Pneumius HaTorah and to the depth of understanding that the Torah that we learn throughout the week is sometimes, and sometimes we, we get to this level also during the week, but the Torah that we learn during the week is on the level of the Torah in its clothing, it's dressed. Like Rishon Bar Yochai wrote in the Zohar that woe unto the person that thinks that the Torah is, that's just what it is, that's just the outer garments of the Torah. The fact that we have access to that which is inside the garments of the Torah is in no small measure because of the person who's about to walk in here. And because I don't want to say in front of him uh, things like this, so I'm telling you now, so we should know. <coughs> It's chaval to be in the presence of greatness and not realize it. And like I just said a moment ago, before he even walks in, the Shekhinah is already here. And to be in the presence of the Shekhinah and not to recognize, to be in the place where the Malachim are afraid to walk in here, afraid to come in here, because it's such the energy of, of Kedusha, so strong about how he writes in one of the letters. To just appreciate where we are and what's happening here. Hey, Asuva, Gidolachem, gathered together, and already we can begin to hear that which is happening that which is happening at the end of the days. <laughs>
Both sides, amazing for me personally to be here with such a holy Jew next to me and with all you holy Jews here in the holiest spot of the world. And um, you know, really the, uh, the, the goal of a yid is to be Kadoshim to you, to be holy. And Kikadoshani. Um, so basically, being holy means being together with the Hashem, with Hashem Isbach. And there's such an amazing amount of Kedusha, Mamshan, in every, in every part of the world, in every part of life. And um, the, the Svam, the, well, the Chesidosh Svam, and Zohar, everybody says that the goal of being in this world is to find Kedusha. Kashta to find Kedusha. We're living in a very, very special time. It's, um, it's an amazing time because we are, we are so involved in every part of the world. I think that... Uh, I don't know if there ever was such a time, maybe even even Mashlama Melech, it was only Shlomo that was in touch with the whole world. Uh, uh, but always Amisel was Amabada, Am, Yishkan was a separate nation. And now it's Israel, even when we were in the Gaulus this long ago. Very difficult go. Uh, we were we were separate, and the, the world was was was, was very difficult because it was pushing in against us, but it wasn't within us. But um, we are now in a different uh, kind of situation. This is like maybe <coughs> I don't know. It never was like this. That we are part of the world, mamish, but. And we have to stay, we have to keep, I, on the one hand, we have to keep our identity while we're in the whole world. And basically, the, it's what the Svamas, what the Shemunai gave out now, say from the Shem Shmuel. So, so what the Shem Shmuel is saying is that um, it's, 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 it's a, the challenge is to discover Kedusha. To find Kedusha in every part of our lives. So we now have an incredible situation in which we are so exposed to the whole world. We're literally part of the world. So there are two kinds of Kedusha which we have to discover and create, in a sense. It means find the Burnish one is within us, within us, some new kind of Kedusha, which is so strong that even though we at the same time mixed with such incredible level of Chol, such incredible level. <coughs> so we, we, we have to discover a special kind of Kedusha within ourselves. And, but also, we have to be Makadish the outside. Because if a Kodesh who put us together with everybody else, so that means that we have a responsibility to create Kedusha for the outside. So the model for this is Yosef, Yosef Atzadik. And he was the only one who was called Atzadik. Not Avram, Yisak, Yaakov, not Moshe. Aaron, no one's called the tzaddik, except Yosef ben Yamin is called the tzaddik, but Chazal ben Yamin never did a chet. It's a different kind of a tzaddik. But Yosef ben Yamin was uh, in his own, was separate from everything. But Yosef was, for Yosef was the opposite. He was very, very, very involved in the outside world. He would be mamish, ran the whole Egyptian empire, which was the world's empire. He was, he was running, you know, the army, the economy, everything. 
So he was totally involved in the outside world. And he's called the tzaddik. But meant that he was able to, on the one hand, dis- develop within himself, <coughs> find that kedusha which is so strong that it's completely impervious to what's outside. That's why Yosef is called uh, tzaddik uh, nista. His sitkas was so deep inside that, that the outside was completely irrelevant to his inner, inner strength. Dafka and Dafka and Mitzrayim, he, he became a tzaddik. He was, he was not a tzaddik in, in, when he was young by his father. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gotten in such deep trouble with his brothers. So he was not a tzaddik. He was one of the guys, a regular. But because he was Dafka sent into Mitzrayim and completely cut off from every other Jew in the world, with no hope whatsoever of ever getting together with them. <coughs> it's an incredible situation. To be completely cut off forever in a, in a foreign, ever deserve everything going on, Egyptians did every available in the worst way. It was a word all over the place. Starting from Paro, who made himself an Avodazara, and all the mummies, and and, all, and, and, and the sheep, and had Avodazara all over the place. Shrikas Domin, they made people slaves, and slaves were killed. It's not like a piece of, uh, like a cockroaches. And uh, we know the Gilavayas, we know the Asia's Potifa, what she tried to do with him. So it was a terrible place. <coughs> And Dafka, in this worst possible place, completely cut off from every other Jew in the world, he discovers, he's able to discover within himself such a strong Kedusha, such a strong uh, connection to the Vani Shleilam that Mamish nothing nothing affects him whatsoever. He's Mamish. If he talks, he says, I will kill every other word. And the uh, power says <coughs> to him, um, he gets power, the chief of all the, the idols of Egypt, everybody's praying and bowing down to him. He's about to deserve mamish. And, uh, and he gets that about to deserve to say, So, he has an amazing kedusha within. He's also able to accomplish the world outside. And um, as I heard once from the Rav of a great Rebbe, he said that uh, because he, he, when he had to deal with the outside, <coughs> his whole thing was to do chesed. His whole thing was to help people. He set up a system there of, of giving out the food that every single person got the same amount, exactly what was good for him. Make a difference if he was rich, if he was poor, if he was Pavel's family, if he was a peasant's family. Everybody got the same exact ration, exact same <coughs> food. Incredible chesed. Not just that he did chesed for the Egyptians, for the mitzvah, he did chesed for the whole world because he gave food to the people in Canaan. <coughs> These are foreigners. There's no, that's a tremendous famine. There's no food for anybody. Why is, why is he helping the Canaan? He should just <coughs> take care of the mitzvah. No, but he wanted, he saw that this was an opportunity to do chesed with every single human being, not just uh, the mitzvah that he was a part of the, uh, he was in the palace, okay? But he wanted to do chesed with everybody, but she did so. He did a tremendous, he brought Kedusha to the world. So he, he's our model. I basically think that um, this, he, he's, he, this is who we should be, because we are, we are so much part of this bigger world. And um, so it can affect, it. It does affect us inside, so we have to have a double kedusha, have a kedusha b'fenim, such a strong kedusha that we inside, not just don't get affected, but we get even stronger 
more, more holy. And, and then we have to bring Kedusha to the world outside. Otherwise, that's why Hashem put us together with everybody else, to give Kedusha to the outside world. So, um, with, with whatever situation, we have to understand that that this is a new, a new situation which never really existed like this in Jewish history on a mass scale. Never was such a thing. And uh, so it's, uh, it's an opportunity to, to find, a, find Kedusha within and find Kedusha and create Kedusha without. So you have to, anything you, you're doing, I, that, I don't care what profession you're in, your shlichus, my shlichus, everybody's shlichus today is Kedusha. Whatever I'm doing is Kedusha. I'm a doctor. It's I'm finding Hashem by helping people. I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm finding Hashem by being super honest and defending the innocent. And I'll never defend somebody who's guilty. I'm an accountant. I make sure that my clients are paying the taxes they have to pay, but not a penny more, not a penny less. That's Kedusha. Everything a person does should be with, with this machshava. Like I was speaking to somebody the other day, he's very talented in music. So <coughs> maybe he'll become a musician. She so says, no, I don't think I can make the money I want over there. So I said, no, I'm not saying to make money as a musician. I'm saying that you're going to bring so much simcha to people who are going to be listening to your music, so you'll be doing a tremendous kiddush Hashem, creating kedusha that people have simcha. So you'll be giving people simcha with the Rebbein to feel Hashem with your music, so they'll experience kedusha. Whatever person is doing has to give it that, about that look, I'm doing it something very special, I'm doing something very holy. It's an opportunity to do holy things. So, you know, when you get together here in Shlaim Yer Kodesh with holy people, every other holy Jew in the room, it's, it's really a place uh, to, to connect to the Kedusha, which is in Shlaim, and uh, within every person, and take this Kedusha with us as we go out to the big world.
us if a tzaddik brings Ephraim and Menashe in to receive a bracha from him. And he says, Mi who are these? Who are these people? Rashi writes, Mi bracha. Who are these two that don't seem to be worthy of a blessing? I know that you're here for a blessing. Who are these two that are not worthy for a blessing? So there's a Torah from the Baba Verebi, Hashem in Komdamo, Kedusha Tzion says something which at first is very startling. He doesn't say this, but the, the Vilna Gon, we have a tradition, that the Vilna Gon, he writes this even, the Vilna Gon was very against making brachos that are not found in the Gemara. We have brachos that are not found in the Gemara, so any brachos which come a little bit later that are not found... <coughs> so clearly in the Talmud Bavli, so maybe instead of saying them with shame and malchus, instead of saying the bracha fully, so instead we say Baruch, and then instead of saying Atashem Elokeinu Malachim, we say Baruch, and then we say the end of the bracha in a way which mitigates Chalila, the possibility of saying Hashem's name in vain. So Kedusha Tzion says something which, again, like I said, is a little bit startling at first, but he says, could it be that Yaakov Avinu could it be that Yaakov Avinu, who lived the exact number of the years of the word Ayin Tov, as opposed to we spoke once before about Ayin Tov and, and Esav is Ayin Ra, the 400 men is Ayin Ra. But Yaakov Avinu, who lived for 147 years, Ayin Tov, who saw with such good eyes, and who, Often he, he had seen these boys before, he knew, he saw, I mean, there's so many Torahs about how he, when he saw Yosef and he saw Farnash, he said, ah, Baruch Hashem, you know, they stayed, they stayed, they, they, they followed the advice of Rav Rechman, that they were in, they were in the world, but they remained holy, they were, they were Kedusha and, and dispensing Kedusha to the whole world. So how could it be, he said, mi eilu she'inu in the bracha, they're not worthy of a blessing. So Kedusha Tzion says that we know that we learned through several different joshes, the Balayatosos here and others, that Ephraim and Menashe, one of the ways that we know Bar Mitzvah, we know 13, is through Ephraim and Menashe. could be that the age that they were at, was that they, they were at the age, says the Kedusha Sion, of the bracha of Baruch Shepachani Me'on Shoshazeh, that a father is supposed to say about the child, that after raising you, for the years for the, before he became a bar mitzvah, so then after they say Baruch Shapachani blessed is Hashem that I am now putter, I'm now not responsible for the onesh for the punishment of these, of this of this person. And so the Kedusha Tzion says that when he saw these two boys, he said, Psh, "How could it be? These boys they went deep into Erba Sa'aretz, they went into Mitzrayim, and they were so involved in the world, and yet they're any roy lebracha, they're not roy for the bracha." They're not ready for the bracha of Baruch Shepachani Me'onshah I can't say the bracha of Baruch Shepachani Me'onshah because they don't deserve any punishment at all. Pater from Onshah Shazeh. These two who live in, in that door, in that place, I can't even say the bracha of Baruch Shepachani Me'onshah And Pukhazi, go look in the world and you'll see that in fact that every bar mitzvah, every time a boy, a Jewish boy, becomes bar mitzvah, so the father says, Baruch Shepachani Mashi. He doesn't say, doesn't say the Baruch Shem and Malchus. Because how could, how could a father say about his child, could look at the child and say, Baruch Shepachani Children are, our children, our generation is filled with the most wondrous people, the most wondrous children. And we, we talk about it all the time, but it's a special opportunity to, to say it. I said, I said something before, I spoke about it before. But I personally feel that to the degree that we could surround ourselves with people <coughs> who can look at us, and I'll say more than that, people who can look at us, tzaddikim who can look at us with eyes 
of, how can I say, Baruch Shepachanim, the Antras, you, you find the Rebbe who could look at you with eyes of disbelief that they could ever be Onshel Shazeh, Onshel Shazeh. If you find somebody like that who can look at you and tell you that you are filled with potential and you are filled with Kedusha and you are filled with hope and you are filled with giving Nachas to Hashem, then you have to stick to that person like any opportunity you have to be with that person. You have to grab it. Yaakov Avinu, Lomais, Yaakov Avinu, the Gemara tells us, Yaakov Avinu didn't die. The Gemara says, what do you mean he didn't die? It's a whole discussion over there in Masechus Tainus in the beginning. What do you mean he didn't die? Pasuk says that he's embalmed, he's put away and buried. So the Gemara says that, no, no, no. Just like his Zara, just like his children are alive, so too he's still alive. Yaakovina is still alive because his children are still alive. The reason Yaakovina's children are still alive is because Yaakovina looked at Ephraim and Menashe. We're all called after Habin Yaakov, the Ephraim. We're all called after Ephraim and Ephraim. For those who study Tanakh, Ephraim got into hot water with a Vodazara on more than one occasion. Habin Yaakov, the Ephraim, that even Ephraim, how could, how could I look at them, Yaakovina says, and think that these are not royal Lebracha? He looked at them and he said, You're Kulo Chaim. All of you are alive. And therefore, Yaakovinu lives on through those children who he gave Chizuk to. You know, I heard many years ago, and then I subsequently saw it in some Svarim. I heard first from my older brother. I think he, I think he, I think this was his own Chiddush. But I subsequently saw it in other Tzadikim who said this. Other Tzadikim, he's also Tzadik. That the Pasuk says by Yosef last week, Aishas Potiphar, it says, Vayimayin, he refused. He refused to, to give in to the temptation, to the Bilbula Mahadas, whatever was happening there. Where did Yosef Tzadik get the strength for that? The Pasuk says, Vayimayin, also before that, Yaakov Avinu refused to be, to receive Nechama, to be consoled for the loss of Yosef Tzadik. And after Yosef disappeared, Taraf Taraf Yosef, Yosef is torn up. Yosef is gone. Yosef is, is forever lost. It says by Yaakov Avinu that Vayimayin, he was, he refused to be consoled. He refused to believe that Yosef was gone. If you find somebody, if you find a Rebbe or a friend who can look at you and refuse to believe that you're gone, no matter what happens, small thing, big thing, but the belief that gives you kawach, that gives you strength to believe in yourself, to say no when you need to say no, and to say yes when you're supposed to say yes. Or Chaim Akadosh, next week's parsha in Shmos, or Chaim Akadosh says that it was only after Yaakov and Yosef and all the Shvatim died that the Mitzrim were able to overpower Chaim Shmulevitz. It's a beautiful. Mahalach on this, on Nechbados, on a person having self-respect, on having honor, that a person who recognizes that there's something special, that there's something about them that's not ra'ui to be enslaved, that they'll be able to withstand. He brings a raya from, from Helcha Shabbos, of Chaim Shmulevitz, that if a person's sitting in front of a candle, and they're Talmud Chacham, and they're studying by, by candlelight, they're sitting by the candle, so on Shabbos, it's Asr, because we're afraid that maybe they're going to tilt the candle and they're going to start playing with the, the second parak of, first parak, really, of, of Shabbos. A person's not allowed to learn by candlelight because they're going to play with the... The Gemara says there, but if you're a, if you're a wealthy person, if you're a Gvir, then you can maybe read by candlelight under certain circumstances because, Pasnish, you're going you're gonna to go be fiddling with the candle. Well, someone else fiddle with the candle. You have too much self-respect to be fiddling with a candle. <coughs> And Chaim Shalom says, you see from here that self-respect, having, looking at yourself with a certain, holding your head up, and being able to hold yourself to a high standard, be, that is more powerful than even being a person who knows all the halachos and who knows everything. And, but being able to say, but you know who I am? I can't, that's, I'm going to do that. The only way for a person to feel, I'm going to do that, that's for me. Or I'm not going to do that, what's expected of me. How could I not do that when that's expected of me? The only way to receive that is to surround yourself with people 
I'll give you that. After Yosef and Yaakov and the Shvatim were gone, then Am Yisrael started, they never saw Eretz Yisrael, the people who were born in Israel, they never saw Eretz Yisrael, they never, they never realized they were princes, they never realized who they were. They didn't have somebody to look at them anymore in the eyes and to say, do you know who you are? So Hashem should help us that we should always be zochet to have special guests who I can testify personally in my own life. And, and, and for each of us, we should always be in each other's presence and to be able to look at each other. We, so many times we said it, we'll say it again. Rabbi Nachman quoted from the Zohar Kadosh. Rabbi Nachman said that sometimes Elisha is called Stam Elisha and sometimes he's called Elisha with some superlative. Elisha Hanavi, Elisha Isha Lukim. And the Zohar says that when he's by himself, he's called Stam Elisha. But when he's with the B'nai Anavim, when he's surrounded by the by his fellow Naviim, by the Talmidim, and by the, by the people who are looking to him and looking at him as if he's something special, then he all of a sudden becomes something special. So Hashem should help us that we should always be zilcha, to be surrounded with each other, to be able to, to give each other chizuk, to refuse, to refuse to believe that we're too far gone, to refuse to say the bracha of Baruch Shabbatrani, and to give each other the self-respect that we can be able to say no, and we need to say no, and to say yes, and we need to say yes. Did it all
say. Um, we're talking about Kedusha. The Raman Paskins are very interesting. He Paskins that the Kedusha Beis Hamikdash and Yushalayim is the Olam Vod. Even though there's a Chub in Beis Hamikdash once, twice, doesn't make a difference. The Makam Hamikdash has a Kedusha device in the Olam Vod. He says, Lamani Amakach. Shechina means not shaykh. How can you? People can drive a shechina away. You can't. Shechina is the malam and the as man is impervious to whatever the the Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans, whatever they did, is irrelevant. Shechina stays. However, he says that the rest of Eretz Israel can become bottom. Because the rest of Israel is kibush. It should be known more in the Jewish army and the conquered the land. And the, and the Jewish army basically created the Kedushas Eretz Israel. And uh, the Babylonians kicked us out or they could destroy the Kedusha of Eretz Israel. He says that he thinks it did. So that means like this that. Sometimes you have a Kedusha of the Shechina, Hashem himself. He brings the Kedusha down. And that's the Olam Vod. So for example, Beis HaMikdash is like that. Shlaim. Shabbos. Someone says, Kedusha Shabbos. Kedusha Vakayim Hashesh made Reishas. No one was keeping Shabbos. And for a long time, it didn't make a difference. The seventh day had Kedusha from Reishas. And the seventh day has Kedusha Lelem for it. It's, it's the Kedusha <coughs> Melamala. It comes from above. Hashem decides to put Kedusha into the world, and it's impervious to people and whatever they do. Then there's another Kedusha, like he says, the land of Israel. That Kedusha is created by the Amisrael, by the Jewish people. If, if, if we... Um, create the Kedusha, and we're here to maintain the Kedusha, it's there. And if, God forbid, we get driven off, so this Kedusha, which is sort of man-made, so once people lose power, and other bad people take over, so that Kedusha gets destroyed. And there's a certain way we could say Yantav is like that, because you need a Bezdin to create the Kedusha of a Yantav. Without the Bezdin making Kedush or Chodesh, there's no Yantav. So the Kedusha of Yantav is a product of Am Yisrael. It's an amazing concept that you would think Kedusha is a Kaddish Baruch Hu, a Kaddish Ani. We should let Hashem give us the Kedusha, but there's, there's a higher idea that not just that we get Kedusha from Hashem, but we then turn around and we create Kedusha. We create Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael. We create Kedusha of Yom Tov, of Pesach, Shavuos. It's an amazing concept that that are you, every Jew, is not just Kitshanu, he made us Kadosh. And Kadosh Ani, I, I have a Kadusha within. I have a power to the Kadosh, the Chutz, I can share my Kadusha with the outside. It's a tremendous, tremendous uh, blessing. I don't, no other nation, no other people can do this. We're the only ones. Only Am Yisrael has Kedushas Yisrael. No other people have that. We have Kedusha, but we're supposed to share the Kedusha and bring it out to the outside. And that's the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. So the Rav said a very big, interesting idea. He said that the Ram happens to pass in the second time he came into Eretz Yisrael. That Kedusha, which was made by Ezra, is the Olam Vod. It was never bottled. And he gives us a very vague explanation. He says it's because of Chazaka. They made a Chazaka, and that's the Olam Vod. And every, all the Mephoshim, Raivet, Kesef Mishnah, everybody <coughs> on the spot says, don't know what it means. What does, it mean? what does that mean? They made a Chazaka. What's Chazaka? It means you live there, okay, so why, why is that better than conquering if you live there? So you, the Romans came, and you're not living there anymore. <coughs> so the Rav of Salvation, he said that the Pshad is like this, the second time they came into Eretz Yisrael. The first thing they did in the Chazaka when they settled the land was they built the base of Mikdash. We read the stories and say for Ezra and the Chamiyah, it's 
that the original settlement the second time was to build Yushalayim and Beis HaMikdash. So by Yeshua, it wasn't like that. They conquered the land. And 400 years later, David and Shlomo decided to make a Beis HaMikdash. There was no connection between Eretz and, and Mikdash, two separate things. But the second time, they decided they're going to create Kedusha's Beis HaMikdash together with Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael. That's the Olam Vod. So both sides, we, we came back now to Eretz Yisrael. It's a, it's a completely new reality. For 1,900 years, Jewish people, our grandparents, great-grandparents, so on, were not here. Now we're back. And uh, what we have to do is bring back this combination of Beis HaMikdash and Eretz Yisrael and Am Yisrael. It's, and the way to do it is by having this very strong inner Kedusha and uh, as an individual, like uh, Yosef, no matter where I am, no matter what, I, what my situation is, I am a holy Jew, and I, <coughs> I will strengthen that kedusha, that connection to Hashem. I'm going to say thank you, Hashem, 50 times a day. Thank you for letting me come to Eretz Yisrael. Thank you, Hashem, for letting me come to Shlaim. Thank you, Hashem, for letting me come to this holy Kumsitz. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me health. Thank you, Hashem. Every little thing that happens during the day, I'll say thank you 50 times a day. I'll dive in every day. I'm going to go to the minion every day. I'm going to try to say the words slowly and think a little bit. And feel the Kedusha of Tefillah. Everything I do, I'm going to have this Kedusha. But then I'm going to take this Kedusha and I'm going the outside. I'm going to make every... If I meet a person, I'm going to say, Hashem, God bless you. I'm going to say, uh, every guy I meet, I'm going to say, every guy who's coming down to the cartel and I'm here, I'm going to say to the guy, Hashem, God should bless you. I want to give Kedusha to, to the rest of the world. This, this, is what the, this is what the Rav is saying. You have to combine yourself and yourself and the whole world. And it's amazing that we're living in this time that we can do this. And uh, it's such a blessing that Hashem has given to all of us to be at this time in Jewish history, right? literally in Yerushalayim, uh, right next to the Beis HaMikdash, and absolutely sure that we will see opinion based on English behavior in our main. Yeah.